right. There we go. There we go. Good morning, everybody. Um, first of all, after your, your sharing this morning, I just kept thinking, I just would rather you just kept on going. That was like I was getting ready to have a hallelujah run around the room. <laughs> that was really, really special. Um, but, but also, some of the things you were saying is what the Lord was putting on me for, for sharing as well. I thought, and in tie even, and in the songs, it was like, Lord just really pulled this together, and it really touched my heart. But first of all, let's go ahead and open in prayer. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, first of all, Father, for your love, for your protection, for your guidance, for just loving us, just giving us a big hug this morning, Father. That's what I feel like. I feel like I've just come in and you've just given us all a big hug because you love us so much. And so, Father, we're going to thank you this morning for what you have to share with us, Father, and, and what you have, what's on your heart this morning, and help me to be able to give it so, Lord, it will touch hearts and lives today, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name. Well, when I was preparing for this week and, and kind of pulling it all together, the Lord had me go to a psalm, Psalm 139, and basically I'm be using the last two verses, 23 and 24, but as I was studying it and going through it, I really felt like he wanted me to read the whole chapter, so be, bear with me. I want to go ahead and read it all, and then when we end up, I'll stay where we end up. But it just touched my heart. It was like, it was just to pull two verses out, it's, we, we do on, on our Facebook page, pick a verse that really touches you, and it's, it's so hard. <laughs> and so I want to share this with you because it isn't just the last two verses that touch me. It's the whole thing. And so, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path, my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged, be, hedged me behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness is falling on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you, for you formed my inner innerward parts. You've covered me in my mom's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows, knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet formed. And in your book they were all the always and were written, the days fashioned for me. And when as yet there were none of them, you were there. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with you. 
Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred, and I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties, and see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The last two verses um, were the ones that the Lord said, now this is where I want you to park. And I looked it up in another version as well. I, I like to look at the different ones. And this one was, investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. This particular scripture is one I always like to take at the beginning of every year. It's one that makes me stop investigate who I am. Look at me. Um, I always used to say, take inventory of who I am. What's inside of me? Look back at where I've come from, and now I'm going to look ahead. And so the scripture that I've chosen, I, I liked, Ty and I took a class once, or in fact, it was a series of things that we went to, and, and they taught us how to break it down, break down the scriptures, down to even the words, and breaking down the words. And this particular scripture, I was able to break down into four parts. The first part was, search me, O God, and know my heart. And as I began to look at myself and saying, Lord, okay, here I am. You know, is there something in me? Help me. Take, help me to take inventory. What did I do this last year that you want me to do different? What is it that you want me to do better or change or never do again? And as I began to kind of go through this last year, I had to admit, it was rough. Last year was not a good year for a lot of us. I had not been on my knees as much as I had been in the past year. A lot of the things that I wanted to do, I wasn't even able to do. They, they didn't, it wasn't available to me to do. We had three major events that we did as our Hope Restored. I was able really to do one. I was really down about that because we worked so hard and we, that's where our heart is, is to help women, to help them and build them up and hope restored. That's our heart. And it was like the enemy kept ripping things out of my hands and then ripping things out of my hands. And, and it was like I was getting really frustrated. And I had to fight that through the year. And then the COVID thing hit and about took out my husband and my mom and, and some of my dear friends and loved ones that I was praying for and some didn't make it. And it was like, what type of a year was this last year? God helped me. And as he began to help me to kind of go back and look, he really put it in my heart, and he said, Sandy, this is one year I don't, you don't necessarily need to go back and revisit too closely. <laughs> you can kind of let that one go. <laughs> because the things that we thought we were doing weren't able to happen. I, and, and what he really helped me to understand was, I'm not, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not upset, Sandy, so I don't want you to be upset. You didn't get to do the things that we had planned. I'm not upset with you. There were things that you, that you had been looking towards or wanting to do or things that had happened in your life. And the thing he put at my heart was, you can go back and search, but I'm not going to hold any of it against you because it wasn't your fault. But I was carrying it. It was like this weighted down thing. Oh, man. And the Lord says, no, let it go. 
Now that's the first time in all the times I do this every year, every January, I, I will take this kind of a thing and do this inventory about myself. It's just something he's had me do for years. And this is the first time he's saying, no, let's don't do that. <laughs> Stop. Because there's stuff back there, we're going to leave it back there. There's no reason to go. In fact, it was an, it's an, probably not a good thing to start with at the morning. But it's like going back and when the dog does this little thing up on the floor and it goes back to it, he says, leave it there. <laughs> it's not worth it. You know, we'll just kind of push it under the rug and let's look forward. And I thought, God, this is the one time I can honestly say, thank you. I really was not having a good time going back and doing that. And he's saying, I'm giving you permission to leave that where it belongs. Under the blood, under your foot, bury it, it's done. Now let's look forward. And I was like, oh, that was number one. I can move on. I can move on. And then I came to number two, and it was an equal hit upside the head. Know my anxieties. And so it was like, Lord, I have had more anxieties in this past probably six months in looking ahead than I've ever had in my life. And I've had a lot of anxieties. When you're in the ministry and you're leading ministry, you have anxieties. When things come against you or the ministries, think, I mean, the enemy really likes to hit leaders. Trust me, he, and he's good at it. So I've had some things come against my life, but nothing compares to what I've been through and where we are now. And it's like, okay, Lord, um, if you said I can go, and leave the first one. How about this one? And you go, no, we're going to park here. <laughs> okay. And so it was like he wanted me to take the word. And this is one of the things that we've learned to do. And that is take the word and break it down. And so I opened up and asked Mr. Google, uh, what does anxiety really mean? And I was really kind of amazed at all of the different synonyms that came up for anxiety. And I didn't even write them all down. Worry, tension, apprehension, concerns, distress, uncertainty, mistrust, angst, panic, restlessness. And then I stopped. I go, that's enough. <laughs> Don't need to write any more down. And then the Lord just began to speak to my heart. And he said, Sandy, there are so many people that are out there sitting here, out in our lives, people we come across, that are walking in the most anxious times of their whole life. And now, Sandy, what are we, what are, and he was, what are we going to do to help those people? That means you can't walk in that and live in that if you're going to be my hands extended. And it was like, Lord, then you're going to have to help me here because I have been fighting this. I'll get, it, I'll get a handle on it. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'll get a handle on it, and I'm thinking, I'm over it. And then something hit me right upside the head again, and boom, there it comes again. And it's like these waves that come. And I'm good. Praise God. Look at me. I'm overcomer. And then a wave. And it was like the Lord said, that is where the family, my, where his kids are today. We are literally in this wave of anxiety. We'll get a handle on it, and we're proud and happy, and look at me, and then boom, here it comes again. And the Lord began to speak to me, and he says, tell my children to breathe. Just breathe. I was, I was driving them down the road not long ago, and there was something that had come up, and it was just in my head, and it was like, and I didn't even realize I wasn't breathing. And the song came on the radio. And the song, was it gets going fast. And all of a sudden, it just kind of stops. And it goes, 
just breathe. I'm going, oh, that's my song. And it was like, yeah, Lord, thank you. I need to stop and just breathe. There are so many things. Now, looking ahead, as he began to put this in my heart, he said, Sandy, last year was bad, and this year's not going to be great. Going, well, thanks for that. <laughs> I kind of would like to have said, it's going to be better. It's not going to be great. But he said, Sandy, you're going to have to learn to breathe. And he said, share with my family, with my kids. You're going to have to learn to stop and breathe. Stop, slow down, and breathe. He said, and this is what really got me. In fact, last night when I was going over this again, he said, Sandy, you're going to have to learn to trust more than you ever trusted in your whole life. Now, you have taught trust forever, Sandy, and I have. I've done whole classes just on the word trust. He said, but Sandy, this is going to be a different level of trust. I'm going, oh, really? Do we need to talk some more? <laughs> it's a different level of trust because of the different level of things that are coming at the body of Christ. Years ago, when I was first in, you know, Randy and I, we were in the ministry together. We traveled with individuals. This guy had a ministry of praying for the sick, and the other one had a prayer of praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we would travel with them, and that was our job, was to pray for people for the baptism. While he was off praying for the sick, that's what we would do. Or if he was praying, we were with him in the same room, and we would do that almost every weekend for quite a while, for several years, like five. And I was working hard, he was working hard, and I would find that my house was getting worse and worse, and I couldn't keep up with my dang house because I'd work all week, and then I'd be exhausted, and then we'd be gone all weekend, and then I began to pray this prayer. Lord, help me to keep my house clean. Please, Lord, help. it's just getting to be a mess. And then, it, then I, I'd be kind of good, and then it'd get bad again. It's like, Lord, come on, help me to keep my house clean. <laughs> and one day the Lord spoke to my heart just as clear. He goes, I am not your house cleaner. And it was like, oh, by the way, you're not. I didn't call Mary Maids, did I? And the Lord began to speak to my heart. He says, choose to clean your house. Choose to do this. Choose. And this last night when I was finally pulling the last little bit of this together, the Lord brought this back to my mind. And he said, Sandy, choose not to work and walk in. Choose not to walk in distress. Choose not to walk in panic. Choose not to walk in restlessness. Choose not to walk in uncertainty. Choose not to walk in apprehension. Choose not to walk in concerns. And it was like, in fact, I'm getting goosebumps just saying it. It was like the Lord was just saying, Sandy, you have a choice. Body, we have a choice. Family, we have a choice. There's so many things that can come at us, but if we want to walk the walk that God wants us to walk, we're just going to have to choose. We have a choice. We have a choice to allow that to just destroy us completely down to the very depths of our soul. Or we have a choice to walk the walk that people look at and go, man, I want to be that person. One of my bestest little buddies, and Ty knows her, her name is Kathy. She lives in California, and her husband passed away just a couple of years ago. And we were speaking together at, the re at our, re our California retreat. In fact, we were in the same room together. 
and I was praying for Randy, and she was praying for her husband, because we just do. When we get together, we pray for our spouses. And, and she says, you know, you know, my husband's not feeling very well. And I said, well, I'll agree with you in prayer. You know, and she, you know, and they were, they, he was a minister, a pastor. And, and I mean, he, there has just been a lot. They've been doing a lot together. And she went home Sunday, and Monday, he, they immediately took him to San Francisco. In five weeks to the day, he was gone. He, he left the earth. And I was in shock. I mean, here we are at the retreat, and we're just, you know, he's not feeling very well. What's up with this? You know, just pray with me that my husband, maybe he'll go to the doctor. You know how guys are. Maybe he'll go. Maybe he won't. We don't know. I'll try. And I'll pray he'll go to the doctor with you. And, you know, and then he goes, and boom. And here was the thing. I watched this woman go through that in such a way that made me think I am the most immature Christian probably in the world because this woman walked through that time with the most grace and strength that I'd ever seen in my whole life. Although I'm seeing it this morning, I'm just going to have to say, <laughs> I don't want to say it too loud, but I'm seeing that same grace this morning. God wants to do so much inside of us, but we have to choose I want to be like her. Well, then be like her. Don't be the wimp. Be the strong one. Be the one. Choose to be that person that has that armor on that when the arrows come, they fall off. And that we can walk the walk and just not talk the talk. Yeah, I'm strong. And you go home and you fall apart. You know, I want to choose to be the one that God says, Sandy, there, here's one that has anxiety. And it's like, I can't go, God. I, I got too much of my own. It's like, no, Sandy, I want, because things are coming. And that was the word that God gave me this morning, what I'm supposed to end with, that you already did. It was like, God, he's finishing my sermon already. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I almost said, just keep going, Pastor, because it's perfect. <laughs> but, but we are living in those days that, that are literally the last days. We don't know the time of the hour, but we do know the seasons. And if we aren't in the season, we aren't. I mean, this is it, guys. We are living in a time that we need to be prepared for anything. And number one, he's telling us to watch ourselves and watch the anxiety level. He's saying, know me, know me, know me. If you know me, you know I'll be with you. If you know me, you know I'll carry you when you really get down. But if you really know me, I will carry you and help you through it. But choose not to allow the anxiety to destroy you. It's our choice. It's our choice. And I want him to be proud of me. I want him to look at me and go, well done, Sandy. Well done, daughter. You did it. I love those added girls. You know, I don't get a lot of them. <laughs> but I love it when I did it right. When I look back and go, I, I went through this whole thing and I didn't get frustrated. I remember the first time that ever happened. That I went through a whole thing and I went back and I go, you know, I didn't panic. Thank you, God. I was so proud of myself, I almost had to pray for pride. <laughs> it's like I actually went through that whole horrible thing, and it didn't destroy me. Yay, team. Oh, but here's the thing. We are going to be seeing things in our future that we're going to have to be prepared for. And we need to prepare before the thing comes. 
We need to be strong now so that when it hits us, it isn't like, oh, I better get prepared because it's too late. You're getting slammed. Prepare now for the time because when the time comes, then you're, you've got that and you, you're ready for it. That armor isn't over here. It's where it belongs. You know, that attitude of I can do this through Christ, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It isn't like, should I pray? <laughs> Girl, you need, guy, you need to be praying already, prepared to go. I was just talking to my buddy down here, and she was saying, I have never felt so good. I'm going, wow, I want to be you. <laughs> I want to be like, that. I, I, this is the best I've been. I'm getting better. I'm not there. It's been a bad year. And it's like, yes, Lord, I want to be that strength. In fact, this one I was doing this is like, I'm preaching more to myself than I'm preaching to anybody. When I got to this part last night, it was like, this is where I want to be. I am choosing today, this day, I am choosing to walk in that faith. I am choosing to walk in the strength of God because the things that are coming, I will be prepared for. I will be prepared for. Thank you, Jesus. Number three out of four was see if there's any wicked way in me. Now, I challenge you to ask God, Lord, show me if there's anything in me that you want me to change or do. <laughs> this, this is a yeah, tell on myself. Years ago, we were, I was a part of a women's glow group on the area board for a whole central California, north central California. We were having a retreat for all of the groups, so it was a bunch of us getting together. We brought a lady from out of state, and she was going to be speaking. She had a, just a tremendous word of knowledge ministry, a gift of discernment, and she, she asked the president. I wasn't the president. I was vice president of leadership training, so I was doing stuff, but she, they went to her. And they said, can we come two days early to minister to your leaders? And when I heard that, I'm going, uh-oh, <laughs> this woman will read my mail. And so I went to the Lord, and I said, okay, God, here's the deal. Uh, I know I'm doing good. Um, I, I, I really feel like I'm doing pretty good. But if you, if, but if you can find anything in me, go ahead and show me so I can kind of get it cleaned up before she embarrasses me. So... You know, if you can find anything, you know, oh, my stars, I had the worst month of my life. He used my husband. He used my family. He used my coworkers. He used those that didn't really like me. He used strangers to show me all the areas of my life that were weak. You know, I mean, like, I wanted to hit you. <laughs> Is that a good attitude? No. But, boy, stuff started coming up. It's like I didn't even realize that was there. And so I'm just saying this. <laughs> if you really are courageous, um, seriously, ask God to help you, show you the way he sees you. Lord, show me a mirror. Turn it around and let me see who you see. And I promise you he will do it. And I'm saying be prepared. Because if you're sincere and you really, really want it, he will really, really show it to you. And then don't get mad. <laughs> You know, it's like somebody starts doing stuff. Wait a minute, now, is this a part of the area that I need to clean up? Like that little came out of my mouth that shouldn't have, you know, or that attitude or, you know, or get out of my way or you, you cut in front of me, you know, or maybe at work or whatever. It's like, why did you do that? Why didn't you do it this way? You said you were going to do it. Wait a minute, where's your attitude? And stuff will start to come to the surface. So if you're, in fact, willing, and here's the deal, for us to be able to walk the walk and do the things he wants us to do, we've got to clean up our act. Right. 
We have to be able to come to him and allow him to show us, Lord, is there any wicked way in me? Is there any areas in my life that you're going, oh, geez, that's not very pretty, Sandy. You know, probably would have done it differently if you could have seen what that looked like. And so my challenge to all of us, because I do this to myself as well, Lord, show me the areas of my life. And I know that there are times when I'm short, say things I shouldn't say. You know, attitude needs adjusting. I get tired. All of us do. But how do we handle ourselves during that time? You know, and then here's the other thing. (laughs) When you're maybe sitting in a restaurant, you want to say something you shouldn't say, and you say it, and then somebody walks by that's like, oh, why did I say it like that? You know, it's like, oh, probably shouldn't have, huh? Watch your mouth, Sandy. You know, it's like, Lord just shows you these things. Probably be a good idea to act like the bumper stickers on the back of your car. Jesus loves you. Well, then why are you acting like that if you're driving your car like that? You know, that's the way we need to be all the time. You know, if, if we want to make an impression on those around us, and that was one of the other things the Lord put on my heart. If, if you're wanting to do all these things and be this, do you want to go alone? Don't you want to bring other people with you? Yes. Well, then they're looking at you, Sandy. And if they look at you and this is the attitude that you have or the way that you're acting or the way you're behaving or, or not deferring to somebody in line that's maybe got kids and you don't really need to be anywhere real quick, let them go. You know, and then say, God bless you as they go. Not, you know, get out of my way, I'm first. You know, have the attitude to where you are allowing somebody to see Jesus in action. Or what do you want to let them see? A bad attitude in action. You know, so Lord, help me. Help me to see. But I I will tell you, it does take courage to ask. And if you have the courage to ask, seriously, then take the time to be sincere and spend some time before him and then be ready to listen. And when things start getting a little frustrating, just don't say, I wonder why it's so annoying today. Say, Lord, is this what you're trying to show me? And then stop and it's not be just like, don't weird out going, gosh, this is the worst day of my life. Well, why was it? Well, what did you say? How did you act? Coming over 16, how did you react to the person that was going slow in front of you, which is probably me? (laughs) Are you honking at me? (laughs) Okay, number four. Number four, lead me in the way everlasting or guide me on the road to eternal life. Now, as I was really, really putting this in my heart and asking God, Lord, help me with this one, you know, I, I, I'm, I would definitely want you to lead, lead. I'm definitely wanting you to guide me. But the Lord put it upon my heart. He says, I'm leading, but are you following? You ever pulled a little puppy dog along on a guideline or guide leash? Or maybe a kid, you know, come along. And they're going that way. And it's like, or they stop. And it's like, come on, I'm leading you. What are you doing? Whoa, look at that. Isn't that cool? Oh, Lord, I didn't know that was up there. It's like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's looking over my shoulder. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know it was there. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Am I doing okay? No. (laughs) Anyway, and then the Lord put it on my heart, and he goes, Sandy, sometimes I lead you, but you don't follow. That was like, wow, and that was just last night. Sometimes I lead you, but you don't follow. You go, that's a good idea. Yeah, but I'm going this way. But Sandy, 
come around to hear. So Lord was speaking to my own heart. He's saying, Sandy, I'm leading, listen to me. I'm leading, follow. Sandy, don't go taking your own path. Stop, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Follow me. Don't have me try and pick you up and bring you back on the path. And this put me into my heart where the Lord was saying, if you're going in a direction, don't you want to bring others with you? Don't you want others to come alongside of you? Don't you want to pick up others and, and bring them along? Well, if you're going the right path, that will work. But if you're going your own way, that's not going to work. If you're following after the Lord, he loves us. He wants so bad for us to go and do the things he wants us to do. But we have to be quiet. We have to listen. We have to recognize what his path is. And then we have to get on it, stay on it, and don't go our own way. And how do we do that? And that was the, I think, Ty, you were saying stop. That was, like I said, all morning they were preaching my stuff. <laughs> stop. Listen. Stop. Listen, I am so much of a just jump up and run and go. Just, you know, my buddy and I, we always travel every year. This last year we weren't able to because of COVID, and we're looking at going somewhere this year. And, and we're looking maybe at a road trip instead of getting on a plane and going somewhere. And I said, let's don't have a... a Let's don't have an agenda. Let's just go and see where we go. And she goes, you've never done that before. She goes, you're such a dang producer. You just have to have everything produced in advance. We know what we're going to do on this day and this day and that day. And it's prepaid in advance, so we can't even change our mind. She says, you really going to do that? I'm going, oh. See, it was like the Lord saying, Sandy, you don't always follow. You've got to lead. And it was like, okay, you're right. That's an area that I have to learn to stop, to listen to allow others to lead or allow the Lord to lead. And the bottom line is it's a challenge for some of us. It's a challenge when we say, okay, God, let's go, let's go. And off we go. And the Lord said, but I didn't go nowhere. I'm still back here. And off you went. And the Lord's saying, if you want to me to lead you into the everlasting, you want me to guide you, then you're going to have to listen to me. Stop and listen breathe. He wants to use us, and we have to be willing. I, had, I, I put a title to this this morning, and, and it was, he's not looking for the qualified, but he's looking for the willing. Hear it. He's not looking for the qualified, but he's looking for the willing. I have never in my life been given all the opportunities that I've been able to do, and I've been able to do a lot, and it's a blessing, but I was never qualified for any of them. I never went to school to be a TV producer. I just became one. I never went to school to own a business uh, where I sold advertising. I just bought it, and I did it. I, di I mean, I could go on. I, 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 I teach real estate, and I hadn't, I hadn't done real estate in nine years. No, 14, and they put me teaching. I was not qualified, but I was willing. And now I have been teaching for years, and I love it, and I'm not half bad. <laughs> but that was God. God did it. God gave it to me. God gave it to me because I was willing. I wasn't qualified, but I was willing. And I'm, the Lord spoke to my heart last night when I was writing, finishing this up. He says, tell him, I'm not looking for the qualified. I'm looking for the willing. I will qualify the willing. I will qualify the willing if you'll just step out. 
Oh, it was like the Lord just, just, it was like a light went off in my head. I said, man, if I ever wrote a book, that's got to be the title. He qualified the willing because I wasn't qualified. He qualifies the willing. Are you willing? I, I went in and started pulling up the different guys in the Bible. And I, I was thinking about David. David faced Goliath. He was just a young man. But he was willing to go out and fight with just a stone and a sling. He was willing. And he killed the, the giant. And then what did, what did the Lord see? A king. Because he was willing. And then there was Moses. He killed a man and became a fugitive. And what did God make him? A lawgiver and a leader. Here's a fugitive and a, and a person who killed somebody. And he made him a lawgiver and a leader. Because he was willing to step out. Even though he had been abandoned as a kid. Even though he couldn't speak well. But he was willing and then there was Gideon, one of my favorites. He went into hiding and was really afraid. But what, what did God see? He saw a man of valor. He saw a military leader and a prophet from a man hiding out in a cave from a woman. This is what God saw. Because he turned it around and then he became willing. Gideon became willing. He came out of the cave. It's like, Lord, help us to come out of our fear. Help us to step out and be, not be afraid. Help us to step out and hear your voice. Help us to step out and follow you, not our own tracks. What does he see when he looks at us? I, he sees potential. You may not see potential. You may say, I could never do that. I'm going to tell you, when I first, when I became the president of the Women's Globe, the night chapter, I, I, was not, I was not even qualified. I went to a meeting to help them start something because I couldn't go to a GLOW meetings because they were all in the daytime and I worked all day. And they said, come to this little meeting and if you come to this little meeting, we'll talk about a night chapter. Well, I ended up being the president. That's not what I went there for. I had not even been to hardly any of the meetings. How can I be qualified to run this thing? But you know what? When they said, would you be willing? I'm going, uh, sure. And you know, the first about three months that I led that, I cried every time I got up there. I was, a, I, I was just, I was so up, nervous and fearful. And I said, let's pray, God help us all. This is going to be a great meeting. We're going to have so much fun. And I cried. It was like, what is wrong with you? I was afraid. But you know what? God gave me strength every time, every time, every time. And pretty soon, guess what? I didn't have to cry when I got up there. They, they felt sorry for me. <laughs> but here's the deal. If the Lord is asking you to do something, don't say, I can't do it. Say, I'm not qualified, but I'm willing. If I'm not qualified, but I'm willing, God will take your willingness and make something out of it. He will take something and make something out of it. He, he wants to do things out there, but there are people that are qualified that still won't do it. So he'll take the unqualified and make you qualified because you're willing. That was me. Because somebody must have been qualified and they just said no and he took me anyway. You know, and it's like, Lord loves us. He wants us to be able. Don't put limitations uh, on yourself. Take the limitations that you think you have and allow him to make something out of those limitations. It's like, I'm limited. So what? You know, Moses had to have somebody speak for him. You know, I'm limited. I don't know how to do this and this. Well, then I'll give you somebody to come alongside of you, and they can be the one to do it while you're doing this. 
uh, I am not really good at keeping books. And so the Lord has given us people on our board to take care of our books, to make sure that we don't get into trouble. Because he knows Sandy, that is one thing that he can't just put into my brain. <laughs> there are certain limitations that you just, you just have. And so he'll bring things alongside of you to help you with that. You know, that's just the way he works. The, here's the key. Once you shift your focus from what you don't have and you can act on what you do have, guess what? Things will change. Hear it again. Shift your focus from what you don't have or what you can't do to what you can do or what you do have. And it may just be a, a literally a mustard seed, and that's all it takes. Because he'll take that seed and he will literally make a tree out of it. I have a picture in my office of my dear friend Nancy who's standing up looking at this tree way over her head. And when we were in Israel, she brought back one mustard seed off of a tree that had fallen down on the ground and she brought it home. She planted that in her backyard and I took her picture and that thing must have been 20 foot tall from that one little teeny weeny seed. And that meant so much to me. That one little seed made that great big tree. It, and that's what we are. We're just little seeds, but we can be big trees in him. Never forget that the Lord gives you literally abilities above and beyond your capabilities. Years and years ago when I was first getting started in one of the ministries, which I could, I could literally flip on a TV, I couldn't run nothing, and the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, Sandy, if you'll step out, I will give you abilities beyond your capabilities. Now, that was like late 70s. I have never let that go. Never let that go. I will give you abilities beyond your capabilities. And that has been my life. He has allowed me to do things and grow and, and learn because he said he would. He would give me abilities beyond my capabilities. And that's the top, the, the thing I wrote down here. He's not looking for the qualified. He's looking for the willing. I was not qualified at all. But I, I, and I was a little afraid, not going to lie, but I went outside of the fear and allowed him to do something inside of me. He wants to lead us into the way of everlasting. He wants to lead us through to eternity. He wants, but on the way there, he wants you to bring people along. You know, he wants you to do something to make a difference around you. And how do we do that? We do that by making ourselves available to him. We do that by not allowing the anxieties of the world to destroy us. We do that by walking outside of our comfort zone. Here's my comfort zone. If I, if I stayed in my comfort zone, it would be in my Mickey Mouse pajamas watching Hallmark all day <laughs> with a cup of hot chocolate. And I'm a happy, happy camper, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's not where he wants me. That's not where I can be there for a, a, a little bit of time, but that's not where I'm planted. And so today, find out where he wants you to be planted. You know, yes, I'm doing this, but maybe he wants you to step out and begin to do something for him. Life is an adventure. Life is an adventure if we will allow it to be in our lives. It's an adventure. We're along for the ride no matter what. We're either on the back screaming our head off or we're up there with our hands raised going, me, 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 riding the, the roller coaster, right? That's me. I want to be the one that's out there going, let's take this. Let's take it for Jesus. Because I'm willing, he'll give me more to do. And I would like to see more of us be able to do just that. <sighs> Lord loves us all so much. 
I think the key for me, especially as I'm walking the rest of this year, is to trust him more and more. Um, there's just been things that's come and things that's hit. There's been disappointments. There's been things that it's like, why? And the Lord just has really gotten me in a little corner. He's saying, Sandy, I think I, that me personally, I'm, you're going to have to trust me more than you ever have. And as I was pulling this all together, he was saying, tell my people, you're going to have to trust me more than you ever have. You're going to have to trust him, trust him, trust him. And here was the other one he put in my heart. I don't have to keep looking back at why. I need to look ahead and see where he wants me to go. Feel that excitement that he has for you. Don't let it get you to where I can't do this. Think about what I can do. L let him lead you. Don't, don't pull him off in another direction. Ask him where he wants you to go and then stay on that track. Don't do sometimes what I do, get all excited and think he means this way when he really meant just stop. He didn't mean for you to take those extra steps. He's wanting us to listen. Learn to listen to Jesus. And the bottom line is, is are we willing? I'm willing. I hope we're all willing to hear his voice, to listen to what he has for us, and not only then be willing, but then step out. Don't let fear destroy you. Don't let fear keep you on your couch. Don't let fear not call that friend who maybe just needs to hear a word, just needs to have someone call him and say, how are you doing? It doesn't have to be start a big old thing. It could be a phone call to encourage somebody. It could be you're standing in line and this poor mom's got all these kids and everything is just up against her and, and she just needs to go first. And Jesus loves you. He really does. Have a blessed day. You just planted something in her little heart. You know, there are things that we can do. It doesn't mean you have to go out and start anything big. It's starting small, walking with it, and then allowing him to help it to grow in our hearts today. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to, to come this morning, to allow me so, so much, Lord, to come and share your heart, to be able to allow the people, God, to hear your heart this morning. Lord, we love you with all our hearts. We really do. There's so much out there, Lord, that if we just sat and looked at it, the anxieties of this world would destroy us. But, Lord, you're telling us not to allow the, the anxieties to destroy us, but to choose to walk in faith, to choose to trust you, to choose to be willing to step out, to choose, Father God, to hear your voice, to just breathe, Father Choose to breathe instead of just let it just destroy us. So, Father, I'm thanking you for this day. I'm thanking you as we're ending up a, a month and getting ready to jump into another one pretty soon. As we're going into this year, Father, give us the strength that we need, the direction that we need. Father God, give us all that we're going to need to make a difference, not just in our lives. We don't want to be selfish. But, Lord, how can we help someone else? How can we help others? Lord, we're willing we just need to know which way to go. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.